0: Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to a conversation with His Glory Ministries on their new film, War on Truth. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Attempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And tonight is Wednesday, February 21st in the year 2024. Patriots, we have a lot in this world that is upside down, as we know. January 6th is one of those things that continues to plague us, and there's a lot of issues around January 6th that are replicated and reflective of a deeper systemic rot in our current leadership in our nation. Tonight, we're going to listen to an interview with Pastor Dave Scarlett and Chris Burgard, who works for... Obviously, it's His Glory Ministries, and they're putting out a new film on War on Truth, which is a follow-up on their January 6th film. It's a powerful film. And it's a lot of great discussion tonight on a broader perspective of faith and the challenges that we face in this nation. Now, before we get going tonight, one thing that we have to face is this reality that this, these crazy fools that we're dealing with right now are trying to sink the economy, and they're doing everything they can. And to do that, food has has become a predominant weapon in this war to try to break our back and bring us to our knees. You need to be prepared, and preparations takes many forms. When it comes to food, one of those forms is to have emergency food systems in place that you can rely on and count on no matter what happens. That's where my Patriot Supply comes in. So if you head on over to preparewithbars.com, preparewithbars.com, you're going to find the four-week emergency food system on sale right now for sixty dollars off. It's a great value. Get one for every member of your family. That gives you a solid foundation for an emergency emergencies that may happen. We are going into a time of critical a need and a critical demand in this nation. We've got food processing plants that have been closed. We have radicals coming across our borders. We have militarized Chinese coming in. We have all sorts of disruptions in place, and you can be guaranteed. From all of the intel that I'm getting as well, that when we hit the end of this year and head into 2025, they are going to unleash everything in the hopes of breaking the back of this nation. Be prepared. Don't get caught short. So part of that is making sure you're not short on food. So again, head on over to preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com. Take advantage of the four-week emergency food system, $60 off. It's something you will not be disappointed you have. 25-year shelf life, 2,000 calories a person per day great tasting meals, and they're designed to keep you focused and keep you mentally strong. So com. I have a lot of respect for Dave Scarlett, Pastor Dave Scarlett. He's a strong fighter, former Marine. He's he's going to tell the story tonight even of his near-death experience. Actually, more than that, his, he died and came back, what led him to his glory ministries. And with him tonight as well is Chris Burgard, who's directing this new film called War on Truth. It's a, it's a great story. And so that's something that when we start here in just a moment, I think you'll very much enjoy. It's a great discussion. It's a great discussion about America as well as well as the pulpit and faith, the challenges that we face, which is really the center point of our entire nation. I've been saying this a lot, and it's very true, that it's the one weak point that was taken out early on. When we, when, when we were fighting overseas, and we can take this back to World War II, the pulpit was taken over, and it was broken, and it's been a place where we haven't seen the strength of the pulpit that started our nation, and so as we witness this, God is raising up ministries in different areas unconventionally. Pastor Dave Scarlett is one of those. He's an unconventional minister coming from a different background, and that's what makes him strong. He's got a powerful ministry. He's got a powerful voice, and it's just it's, and his team around him, to include Chris Burghardt, are great people to have around that are doing great work to lead the country back to a message of truth. Want to give some updates on a couple things. We just crossed over 2,800 episodes, which I'm super excited about. So thank you all. This is a big accomplishment, and we're rapidly just moving this message out, and it continues to grow. And I'm very, very, very grateful for everybody that's part of Bars Nation. That is also part of the next update, which is the Bars Nation Ministry Center at Flemingsburg, which is the Give Send Go we have, which is at Givesendgo.com. Flemingsburg. We have a goal of 27500 for the initial funding phase, and to my great pleasure and honor to speak tonight about it, we are at $13,713, which is fantastic. Thank you all for your contributions and your prayers, which are equally important in all of this. This is really an, a blessed thing, and I'll, I expect to have some pretty in, important news to share tomorrow night. I had thought it was going to happen tonight. We'll just keep going, but I in this, in this week, you're gonna hear some pretty important news, some things that we're working on on the backside of this, but it is big, and I have no doubt that the, which is Mandolin Farms, will become part of Bart's Nation Ministry. There's no question in my mind, so understand that these the initiatives that we're doing for fundraising are very important to continue to help where we can, to donate where you can, and again, I've said this many times, but it's just part of my own conscience, make sure you can afford to donate. Hearts are great um, these are times that are challenging but this is a big big deal here too that we're part of we're sowing into something that's much bigger than us God is leading this in a big way so are exciting times and exciting news for all as we start to grow out a expansion of the ministry and to create a stronghold for a kingdom that has so many options and so many capabilities and we as we grow it there and that's just one of many to come and God is leading this and I Will assure you that this is very impressive of what's happening. And so thank you all for your continued support. And let's continue to work together to build this because this is really going to be an exciting area. It's going to offer a lot of opportunity for people to run seminars and people to run training and to get ministry going on the ground in a really amazing way as we build an ecclesia center and truly develop the ideas of government, governance and the fivefold ministry. And it's hands-on. I spoke with Pastor Rod Parker today, for example, who's the pastor that ran the revival down on the border during the convoy down there that was led by Robert A. Uh, G. and he's excited about this. He wants to get involved here, and we've got others that are coming in online. So this is a big deal, um, and it's something that's giving people a, lot, a spark of hope. I know that this weekend, Pastor Devin East is having a an event up in Ohio, which I think you can find that information on the, on the Resistance Chick site. She's going to be talking about the fundraising there as well. So you're starting to see what the intent is, is to bring the remnant tribes under one banner, so to speak, or at least in, together to start building the bridges together. So it's very important, very important time and very important uh, period that God's put before us to secure something that can start building and training the saints for the work in the ministry. So again, you can find this at give, send, go forward slash Flemingsburg. These links are all below the podcast, easy to find. Very important time in our nation for faith. There's no question about it. Um, Why I'm thinking about it? Another big thing: it's a Friday night show, it is a long show. It's a big show. Uh, we're going to be going. It'll the interview itself. I just completed earlier, just before the show. It's two hours, and it's with Pete Santilli. If you don't know who Pete Santilli is, you need to know who Pete Santilli is. He was with the Bundys and was thrown in jail for over 200 or over 600 days. Most a good part of that time he was in solitary confinement for charges that were completely trumped up by the federal federalities. Now, um, he's going to be on the show Friday night. And again, I'm not going to split that show at all. It's going to be one long interview. It's a fantastic interview. It's constantly moving, and it's a, we cover a lot of ground in two hours. So just plan on that, and we'll get that. It's already or will be posted early so people know what to expect. So it'll be a great show. But all of this gets back to kind of the center point of everything we're facing. Our nation is suffering through what is truly a demonic attack led by a satanic cult that's running this nation and this world. These people are straight-up evil. There's no question about it. And they worship the dark Lord and they bring that power into this world where they can. We have authority over all of them. That was given to us on, on the cross. The problem is that we are too willing to go along with their ways and we comply with them and give by our free will. We give them authority over us. And that just has to stop. And so part of that is information and truth that we have to put out there so that people understand what they're facing and we start to overcome their authorities with the authorities given to us by God. And the more that we practice into that space and walk in that space and drill in that space, like they say, train like you're gonna fight, then the more authorities we gain and the power we gain over them. Tonight's interview is a part of that and part of establishing new levels of truth where we continue to reveal and peel back the layer of the onion and to continue to bring more people to the circle within the body of Christ. Now, just before we start tonight, One other aspect that's important to remember is that we are dealing also with uh, these psychopathic fools that want to crush the economy. So do what you can to protect your income and your retirement income. This is why we have Birch Gold. They're there to help. If you text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898, again BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898, you're gonna receive a free information packet, which is on gold. And retirement accounts and precious metal backed retirement accounts. Read through it, get informed, and give them a call. If you have an existing IRA or 401k, you'll you can transfer that to a precious metals-backed retirement account, tax deferred at no cost. And they'll advise you and help you set up other things as well. They are precious metals experts. They've been with us for well over a year and a half. A plus in business ratings are just overall people love them and they've done a great job. So again. Get informed. Text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. That's BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. It's a free information packet. Get it, read it, and then give them a call and see how they can help. All right, Patriots, with that, allow me to introduce to you tonight, it's His Glory Ministries with Pastor Dave Scarlett and Chris Burgard. Hold on a second. Hmm. Oh, here. Hang on, just a second. Sorry, we got a little. This does this all the time. There we go. Let's start again. We'll see if we can get this rolling now. Here we go. Patriots, we're having a really interesting interview today, and one person I haven't spoken to for almost two years is Pastor Dave Scarlett, So I'm really happy to have him on. And along with him is Chris Bergard, and um, we're going to talk about. Revival at the border and a new film upcoming, which is War on Truth and just kind of an exciting thing. And just real quick, Pastor Dave just realized we actually did meet a year ago. and It was over at Springfield. It was at Mike Lindell's event. That's the last time we were together. We were thinking Bars Fest.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah. That's right.
0: That was, that's that was, right. That was,
1: Scott, it's good to it's good to see you see you again and hear your voice and um thank you for all you do.
0: Well, thank you. And so it's really awesome. I'm really excited to hear about the film and, and Chris, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? So we know a little bit about you.
2: I'm the CSO of His Glory Ministries. Um, Pastor Dave's my immediate boss. Our CEO is, is, is God and the Father. And our, our mission at His Glory Ministries is to uh, bring a billion souls to Christ and bring the light of truth to the world. So what you'll get on our, on our platform is everything from amazing Bible studies, scriptures, um shows uh take five with prophetic voices as well as generals and intelligence operatives. And then you'll see the movies that we've made, like uh Capital Punishment, uh everything they told you about January 6th was a lie, Holy Land, Beyond the Border, Um, God Shed His Grace on Thee. Um, and, and now the new movie we have coming out, which is a sequel to Capital Punishment, is The War on Truth. And the War on Truth, you know, Pastor David talked about making a sequel for a year, and um it I, I didn't know what this what the sequel was unless I could lay out the dirty dozen. Here's the people that were leading the violence, here's how long they worked for the, the federal government, or here's how long they've been paid activists, blah, blah, blah. But that wasn't the journey. It's it took us a year to make the movie and the film it's really a it's it's all the truth about January 6th that ties everything together. Um what they're doing to people, who are the architects of J6, how long had they been practicing for it. But the movie as a whole is a call to revival, which just blew me away. There there was actually a point in the film where my editor, Tim and I, and we've been working at it for about about, about nine months. And um, we we were just at a point in the cut. The cut was seven hours long. We're like, what do we do? And we just sat down and prayed and we prayed and we prayed. I got done and we got done. I looked at Tim and I said, all I'm getting back is tell my story. And Tim's like crying. He's like, that's exactly what I got back. And when we did that, the film, the cut just fell into place of what needed to be in, what needed to be out. And then when we started testing the movie, it was just such a powerful call to to God, to Jesus, because you're seeing all these people are being attacked. We started making the movie who was mostly being attacked and thrown into prison were conservative veterans. You know, returning veterans. And it just started to go, oh my gosh, this is dovetailing with what Janet Napolitano warned, said they were going to do under Obama. They were going to go after pro-secure border activists, Christian pro-life activists, and returning veterans. And we started doing this movie and the whole first round of people were interviewing, that's exactly who were the ones that were put in prison. So when you see this movie, you really realize that You know, there's things we can do secularly and politically and strategically to save the country. But at the end, it really comes down to God.
0: Pastor Dave, have you come across the Declaration of Military Accountability? Have you seen that?
1: No, I have not. No, I have
0: not. I'm going to have to send it over to you because this is right in line. Um, And we're not going to make this. I'm going to just give it real to you real quick. It's a signatory of 231 signatories. I'm one of them that was put together by Commander Rob Green. Of and He was active on in U.S. Navy who's called out the leadership for their illegal mandate on this COVID-con thing. And it's, an, it's an, a, a demand for accountability through UCMJ of all of those that violated the, the law. But what's important is what was just said here by Chris is that when you really start breaking down the profile, almost every single person on that list, if not all of them, were all Christians. And so it's really what's become, or these are people that have been either as veterans standing up for this or people internal to the military that's been pushed out on the same principles using the the uh vax mandate and their religious exemptions as a means to kick them out of the military I'm just, any, any thoughts or anything have you come across that yourself
1: yeah no, i know what you're talking about I, i'm aware of that document now um general bishop uh has been on his glory many times he fought in general valley and general mcinerney as well to to stop this uh these, these vaccines in these uh, uh, these academies well, how widespread it was. And we've had many uh, lieutenant colonels in the Marine Corps coming in, about 17, 19 years worth of uh, active duty at the elite, at elite fighter pilots. They're going to get dishonorable discharges if they didn't take the jab. And finally, we just got enough momentum back to push that down under General Bishop's leadership. But uh, there's still a long way to go. This was absolutely horrific, what they did to our military and what they continue to do to our military. And Thank goodness, uh, Scott, that you guys are standing up and uh, getting more people aware of this, because once we, the people, start taking uh, our, our rightful position of the fourth branch of government, we,
0: the people, we can push back on this tyranny. Absolutely. And it really is amazing, because it feathers right into J6. Because it's you look at they what they did at J6, and you water that down, just like Chris was saying, and then you move over to the... The forcing out of veterans, and you start to see this very clear parallel that anybody trying to take a religious exemption is being boosted out. And at the same time, and the reports that I'm getting even from Germany now, like in the Air Force, if you say you're part of Valhalla or some sort of uh, pagan religion, they're going to let you stay, let you grow out a beard, let you do anything you want. But if you say you're a Christian, they want you out.
2: Yeah, you know, and this is something Steve Friend. He's a FBI whistleblower. Got drummed out of the FBI they pulled Steve off of a pedophile task force to go after J Sixers and he looks at this list and he's like I know these guys I can call them they'll come in it's not a big deal no we have to hit him we have to hit him hard he had applied for a religious exemption for the vaccine about a year before that and all of a sudden what how they started treating him and what they started changing his schedule he, he went home to his wife and he said, we need to start saving our money because they're making a list of Christians and I think my days here are numbered. And he was absolutely right. And then Kyle Seraphim, another FBI uh, whistleblower who's also in the movie, you know, his buddy comes to him and says, look, they want me to infiltrate Catholic churches and, and put a, a task force together to do this. There's, there is no doubt that that's what they're doing. And what comes out in, 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 in The War on Truth it's so evident why are we the targets it's because as christians one we're called to tell the truth and then two the most importantly as christians we know that our liberties and our rights come from god not the federal government and when your allegiance is to god when your allegiance is the constitution that makes you the most difficult if not impossible to control when you're bringing in a totalitarian state
0: a hundred percent absolutely there is um We've been doing a lot of praying, and I don't uh, against the principalities of these areas. And interesting, because I think that I think we're starting to. This is how I start to define the spiritual war, and love to get your take on it, both Pastor Dave and Chris. We are we're dealing truly with principalities right here, and when we start to pray against those and start to shake those out, we uh, we're starting to see some real effect on the ground. And what goes in the spirit manifests in the flesh, and I don't think I think as a Christian body. When we do a lot that as a whole, and we're praying against that, we really create a tremendous amount of change in our world. What's your thought, Pastor Dave? Oh,
1: absolutely! It's it's ironic that you say that, Scott. We, at His glory, have felt in the last couple of weeks, and we've actually created a kit with a prayer and and stakes to you can actually take biblical stakes and stake out your territory of your land and take authority in the name of Jesus Christ. Awesome! And I noticed a huge spiritual shift this week by us putting this together and people getting their prayer shawls, getting the anointing oil and anointing their house in the name of Christ, putting these stakes in the ground and taking authority back in Christ over their land and blowing their shofar, showing that we are going on the offense against Satan. You know, the problem is the church has always been complacent. Now the church needs to become a remnant church of, of the lion of the tribe of Judah. Not that we're going to go harm anybody. We're going to do it through the sword, the word of God, his word, Is what uh, establishes the truth, and that truth is going to come on the offense now instead of letting them come after us.
0: That's great,
2: Chris. What you're really seeing is emerging. We always knew we were fighting principalities, you know, between dark and light, um, but it felt like it was, you know, for most people, it's two separate wars. Well, now that's merging. You're seeing real casualties on the ground. The people that are dying of these vaccines, um, and and it's happening with more and more frequency. that these are real casualties. When you look at what they did to the United States military, and Scott, you may have better information than me, but I've, I've talked to several people that think that since the vaccine came in, it's degraded um, our military capability to respond thirty to forty percent. And that is that is that is a spiritual war being manifested in physical casualties, and it's it's happening faster and faster.
0: Oh, without a doubt. This this is one of the biggest crimes of humankind and what we're seeing here. And they're doing everything they can to cover it up. And it's it's um and they, the point here of going after the military, which is so sickening, is these are people, especially when we start to look at the target group, which was all centered around religious exemptions, these are people that had truly given their heart and soul for a nation and did so with with God in their heart and now are being either forced out or forced out because of damage. I mean, we have uh, Mark Bashaw is one who was a head of the Army's um, infectious disease program over in one of the labs in uh, on the East Coast. And why this is important, his role was to notify the public of a potential pandemic and risks. And he identified the potential risks of this vaccine. And the minute he did, they they court-martialed him. Now, he was a senior NCO that went blue to green, so he moved from Air Force over to the uh, Army and then got his degree in, in pathology and microbiology, and then that became— a, his principle of speaking out became a violation, and he literally court-martialed him. So we can see the insurgencies happening there. So this kind of just takes us back to J6 because this is— like I think you mentioned already, Chris, Napolitano had laid this out years ago of what the target group is going to be, targeting veterans especially as part of that group that was the most threat. So I, let's, let's talk a little bit about this film because this is really interesting. This is your part two uh, of your film series. Let's, let's kind of set the context with part one and, and whoever wants to talk about that.
1: Go ahead, Dave. Well, uh, Chris, you—you, you, uh, I'll let you talk about Capital Punishment. I'll, I'll just say this. You know, we came in. God is truly behind Capital Punishment. This movie was never going to get done because nobody wanted to touch it with a 100-foot pole because they knew the, the stress and the pressure and the attacks would come with it. And by the act of God, we got it out, and it was the most censored movie ever. And I'll turn it over to Chris. And not only did we get it out and people saw it uh, but now we're coming back with, with the second one, which is really not a part two. It's like a whole story in itself. Uh, War on Truth, and uh, I'll let Chris fill in the, the details. And,
2: and God God has quite a sense of humor because Dave and I it, it talked about doing the, the, the sequel, and I just, just didn't see it, wasn't feeling it. And I'm, maybe I was being nudged a little bit, whispered in my ear. But I ignored it, and then on August 4th, summer before last, FBI comes into my ranch in Texas, quarter of a mile down to my house, leaves their card, and informs me I'm under investigation as a terrorist threat to the United States of America for making a movie. And that was like, okay, I got you. Okay, God, you got me. You got my attention now. And it was like, all right, let's make this movie. And that's, that's why we started doing The War on Truth. And that the first movie you see people in real time, what happens to them? That, that, that the first folks that were starting to be uh, starting to be targeted by by the FBI, and you saw it, their stories just heartbreaking. And then you, you get to know Ashley Babbitt and who she is, and her husband tells her story, and it's just heartbreaking. But then when you get to the War on Truth, a number of heartbreaking stories in that they just. It just dwarfs what we had in the first movie. And you see, you see things like a single mom with with biracial kids pulling agent tours off of the Capitol building as they're trying to break the uh, trying to break um, the glass to get in. And she's like, We don't do this, we don't do this. And you see this woman drop down into a crowd where she's being almost crushed to death. She gets pushed in the tunnel and she's hit over 35 times in the head with baton. By a police officer, and just her face is a bloody mess. And to, to see these stories and what these people are going through, and the PTSD she's living with, and how her lives are never gonna be the same, and it's over and over. And, and you compare that to the rea- what we, we were showing War and Truth, you compare that to the Biden administration's lines that five police officers died that day, which is a lie, that Brian Sicknick was bludgeoned to death. Uh, by a MAGA supporter with a fire extinguisher, which, which was a lie. He died of natural causes. And the, but what they don't talk about is Ashley Babbitt and Roseanne Boylan died that day. Two other fellows died of heart attacks that day. Um, and as you see in the movie, one of the fellows that dies of a heart attack, from what we from the film we have and the eyewitness that was standing right next to him, he got hit in the chest um, with, with the flashbang. And was standing a very peaceful area with wife, with kids, and, and and women, and boom, he gets hit with this thing, and you know, a few minutes later, he's on a gurney, and they're doing CPR, and he never comes back. Those are the kind of stories that people aren't getting, and they aren't telling. And kind of the hardest part about making this movie is you never know who your cast is going to be arrested next, and, and taken away. So it's uh, it, it's been quite quite the three years making these two movies.
0: It has been. I mean, just in that statement alone, it's been quite the three years that we really look at where we've gone as a nation. It's interesting when we look at this and the pivot, and it goes back to something we were starting to talk about early on, and it is the power of our faith as a nation, which has really been put on trial and yet to see the revival. I'm seeing a massive upsurge in a lot of new followers that are coming in. I don't know about you, Pastor Dave. I know we are over here.
1: Oh yes, it's amazing. I travel this country, and just the the, the hugs and the, the that I get, and people saying, you know, these last three years, it, they shook me up. I was just programmed into life, but now I, I'm I'm seeing my purpose. I'm I'm getting into the Bible. I'm I'm watching His glory. I'm am getting into Bible studies. I love the Lord, and they're just they're weeping with love, not 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 scared. They're weeping with love and joy that they want to be a part of this billion soul harvest that God is. Uh,
0: doing with this revival that's coming yeah it's fantastic chris have you been traveling around as well getting the interviews is that part of your job with this
2: we did the last year we we traveled all over the country and then um then we brought a lot of people down to our studio here in texas a lot and and part of that was you know we did two or three trips i think all together probably six trips to dc making both movies man it's hard to film in dc it's just the energy there is just you know. You can, you know, here, where I live in Texas, the most political question you'll get is, hey, what church do you go to? You know, not do you go to church, what church you go to? In D.C., I've been out there working for a whole week and running, and not seeing one person that actually goes to church, let alone believes in God. Um, so that energy, so instead of doing a lot of stuff that we, in D.C., we did a lot of it down here in Texas, and... um it it was which led to a whole other thing there's a predominantly a lot of the guys that are being arrested and a lot of the folks that are in there are from texas and it got to a point where uh early on in this uh evans and i looked at each other and Trennis is like you know if the republic is going to get led going to be saved it's going to be led by a bunch of pissed off texans (laughs) and uh, (laughs) i think he's right and um you know like we saw in comato you know they all expected a civil war down there. And What did the Texans do? They held revival and baptisms and played praise music late in the night. I fell asleep in my horse trailer; it was, the music was still going on. It was incredible, and I'm feeling that all around the world, I, all around the country. I, I had a call yesterday with a good friend and an ex-editor that I worked with um, in Hollywood, and I've been begging him to get out, but he's, he's old Hollywood family. But he and his his, his wife got on the phone. And it's like. Do you feel more God stuff going on? It just feels like there's God stuff, and these and these guys are Jewish, and they're like, I just feel like God has got His hand on this, and it's to feel that swell, to feel that growing, and to get that kind of a signal from Hollywood. Man, it just makes it just fills you up.
0: That's very true, Pastor Dave. What's your thought on the uh, the concept of this? In revival is really happening a lot. I'm, you're on online platform. I'm an online platform. It's a very different way that we're reaching our community and our congregations and building fellowship. I don't know about your own experience, but we've built a tremendous active fellowship on the ground just by virtue of the connectivity online. Our revive, our events help that foster that. But we're just seeing these amazing transitions from online friendships and connections to fleshly connections on the ground. And that's just an upsurge of literally what I would call the church without walls. What's your thought?
1: Exactly. You know, we we have we we famously say the church has left the building. We've been stuck in these four walls, and the 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 church was never designed to be in four walls. It's mobile. We're we're called to preach the gospel from east to west, to north to south, and get out there to every creature. So we're doing the same thing. We reach over 25 million people in every country of the world, and we've started warrior groups in every. I think we're in 44 states, soon to be 50. All 50 states, soon to be every county, where like-minded remnant warrior, His Glory family, come together in Bible studies and pray with each other. Tune in to our message online and then get into local, uh, t- get action in their local community by praying over each other and taking action at the local level like General Flynn talks about.
0: Now That's fantastic. And we've got similar, not to your scale, but we have a lot of similar things going on. We're really pushing in towards the communities and building in um, the whole idea of, of a framework of, of sovereignty, if you will, home churches, uh, homeschooling, Patriot Gardens, growing your own food, do, working for yourself, what we call, um, well, it's then the, the principle of health and wellness, getting out of the t- medical tyranny, establishing a foundation of, of knowledge and an awareness, which is stru- starts scripturally, and then getting into a, an idea of stewardship and conservation within the world that we live in. That's been kind of our seven pillar framework on this, which we found to be very successful and amazing how many people, once they're just kind of given the framework, they are just jump in and say, I'm going to start here, wherever that entry point is. And pretty soon all seven pieces come into their life, which is really great. Yeah, it's amazing. It is. Chris, and you're as you're moving around the country and you're you're seeing this and you're obviously part of his glory. And what are you seeing in this transition from the online ministry into the real world?
2: Well, I I am feeling I'm feeling a shift. And you see, people are stuck in chaos, anger, and fear. And then you see a shift of people that is a growing group of people that are like, we got to get back to God. God's got this. They're turning off their TVs. They're spending more time with God. And it's a cultural shift. Andrew Breitbart and I used to always say that that politics is downwind of pop culture. And he's absolutely right. So what you're seeing now is it's starting to get cool to talk about God and you know, it's, you know, it's because of cool things in culture like the Jesus Revolution movie and stuff like that, but mostly it's because people are seeking the Word of God. It's why our numbers are going up so so steadily. It's it's why people are, are digging Pastor Dave's Scripture. I mean, folks that wouldn't pick up a Bible a year ago now are tuning in every time he goes to do a, a show on, on, on Scripture and the Word of God because there's a shift, and it's no longer uncool to talk about God. Um, it's no longer... You don't have to, you know. It's like oh them or oh those guys are believers. Stay away from them; they're the crazy Jesus people. Now, now it's like we're the punk rockers of of the 21st century. You know, <laughs> That's interesting. That's we're, good. We're turning into the cool kids.
0: Absolutely. No, I just I think this is really fantastic, and I think what we are also seeing too is the courage to step across the line. Um I've actually I've, I've gone far even over to pray with Muslims. I've prayed with with people that are you know on walking in without faith and to see this, the power of Jesus hit their heart, I think is what's powerful about all of this is, I don't know, Pastor Dave, have you seen some of the testimonies that have come out of ISIS over this last year where they've literally had experiences and witness with Jesus and it's literally broke these ISIS fighters. Have you seen some of that?
1: Oh yeah, I have. Uh, We've gotten hundreds of Muslims come to Christ at his glory and two imams have given their life to Christ. One was done on our Facebook page uh, publicly And uh, so, yeah, I've heard stories, not only in ISIS, but I've heard stories in Iran. I'm hearing stories from Israeli generals down in the the Gaza strip where these, these, these Hamas terrorists are seeing visions of Christ. They're laying down their weapons and they're giving their life to him. It's absolutely amazing how the spirit of the Lord is moving in these Muslim countries.
0: It really is. I mean, and and across the whole world right now, really, it's just, it's just moving at an unbelievable rate. There is an amazing spiritual uplift that's going on and it's, and one of the things I keep talking about on the show is we've got to, we can't keep these barriers up of hate between us. We've got to be, in, be willing to step across and pray with people. Because I think prayer is one of those great bridges where we're really sowing seeds and then letting Holy Spirit do its work from there. I don't know your thought.
1: Oh, I absolutely agree that's that's it's love Christ represents love and Shalom his is his absolute agape love and his absolute peace and to do that you're absolutely right the way to cross you know bring everybody together is through prayer because no matter what their religion is they believe in prayer and if we can bring in that prayer and plant the seed of the true Messiah, our, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and just give them nibbles at it. Uh, they eventually come around and see what truth is.
0: I fully agree, Chris. Let's go back to this film a bit and just what's the objective that you have in this in this new film, War on Truth?
2: Save the country so that my kids have the same kind of country that we grew up in, and uh, bring revival to, to the entire nation that that we you know. You, the three of us on this call, we understand that this country, the only reason we're here is because our forefathers, 248 years ago, knew that resistance to tyranny was obedience to God. And from the pulpits, it came out that God is liberty. This country has forgotten that. You watch War and Truth. You see how the nation is being weaponized against the very types of people that that started it, or the federal government is being weaponized. It 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 shocks people into reality, and, and it it can it can steer us back to who we are and help us to remember, you know, what made us the greatest nation in the world. And um, you know, you, you see the war against that speeding up so much. Um, and I don't want to go off. Pre- off off-topic too much, but you, you look at the border. The border is being opened for a, a number of reasons in efforts to take down this country, but one of the very salient effects of that is our country was founded by people that believe the resistance to tyranny was obedience to God, and that's what allowed them to beat the greatest military super power on the planet. Now, we're flooding the country with millions of people a year that those aren't those people. I'm not talking about their skin color, but I'm talking about these are the people that ran away. These people didn't stop and take a stand for God and didn't take a stop and take a stand for their country. So that's how you fundamentally change um, the soul and the character of a nation. And when Barack Obama came in and said that these people are, um, they cling to their guns and their religion because they're afraid. Now, it's just the opposite. We, we, We cling to our Bibles and our religion because we're grounded and we're good with God. And we cling to our guns because our forefathers knew that you have to be able to protect yourselves and in the innocents. Um, and and that's 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 just where we're at now in this country. So I'm, I'm hoping this movie will make America up to remember who we are and why we're here that's a, and it, what our relationship is with God.
0: It's a great quote, resistance to tyranny is obedience to God. Pastor Dave, let me throw something out at you. It's a vision that God gave me a while back, all based on the book of Habakkuk. And obviously, this is, this is when the Babylonians are being allowed to rush into Israel. And what that vision was, is that we have an opportunity right now to engage many of these, what we're calling illegals, and convert them to that love in Christ, in which that lift up would actually turn their hearts into not only understanding what the this country was about, but many of them returning to their own homes with that power and glory in their heart. I'm just curious your thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, I, I I agree with that. The only way to any any type of survival is through Jesus Christ. You know, we have another uh, border documentary coming out called um, Beyond the Border. That'll be out in the next couple of weeks as well as I spent time on the border with uh, Sheriff Lamb, and one thing we saw at the border that's what they were doing. They were when they come over the border, it was organized to take their 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 rosaries, to take their Bibles away, any religious elements they had. They weren't allowed to bring into this country. And, and I, asked, I asked the sheriff, I said, why are they doing that? And he didn't know at first, and he asked a couple other people and got the same story because I saw it in Texas. I saw it in Arizona. And uh, the, 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 they came back and said they're trying to break them of, of their faith to get into this country, and we got to get faith back and that faith in Jesus Christ.
0: Well, I think that it's also an, an unbelievable opportunity to steal from the enemy what he's tried to steal from God. Let me take back, I should say, rather than steal, but take back what the enemy's tried to steal from God because this is literally so many of these people coming over. we, we definitely have some seeds of some very evil that are here. I'm not going to, but we have to separate that from those that are coming here that are lost. And many of them, I think many of them do come with a hope of opportunity. It's misguided. There's no doubt about it. They've been offered something that isn't true. But I, my, my strong feeling. I've talked to. I don't know if you know Lieutenant Colonel Pete Chambers. He's down on the border. Um, yes. And he and I have share the same thing. Is it is we have to increase that evangelism down there. Um, Pastor Rod Parker has been down there as well, doing a bunch of revivals. And he's a tent church in. in in uh, outside of Dallas, and he's been moving his tent church down there to literally set up those stations, and he's had a vision of literally creating these revival stations across the entire border to where people are channeling through that to get Jesus in their heart as they enter into the nation. Just your thoughts.
1: Oh, that's absolutely amazing. We, we had uh, Pastor Rod Parker uh, at our tent revival here in Texas in October. Um, and he's, he's full of the Lord. And Lieutenant Pete Chambers, uh, Lieutenant Colonel, was just on with us before uh, the event in Texas. I love what they're doing. I think we need to expand that from all of Texas and all of Arizona and get revival for these people and give them hope in, the, in Jesus Christ and bring, bring the United States people together as well in Christ. Because Christ is the only way out of this mess. There is no other way but through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Fully agree. And it's—
2: it's... It's so sad. I mean, Pete, first of all, did such a great job um, down there at Comado. and we brought this stuff down. And what's so sad, though, is Cornerstone Children's Ranch is a ministry that was ministering to people on both sides of the river, feeding the widows and the orphans on both sides of the river. And they got hit hard during COVID, and then they got shut down because of traffic coming, illegal traffic coming across the river and stealing their, their, their food stores and breaking that. This is, this, is, this is what needs to be lifted up are people like this that are down on the border, that are feeding the hungry, and no one was talking about this. I didn't see one article that talked about the faith mission these folks were doing down there, how it's been ported, and how the mainstream media could help these folks. It's, it, it's so sad.
0: Fully agree. Let me ask your opinion from both of you, and it's a discussion we've been having in the principle of what we call revival, and the heart of what we need to do is repenting as a nation. And I and I say this because when I speak revival, I'm speaking of a revival which has at its heart of it the the idea of repentance. And I think it's an easy catch-all word that we use because I think when we say revival, people understand that. But I think at the core of it, my personal opinion is, and I'll just get your opinion, is where we need to be focusing is the repentance of the nation to get to regenerate that repenting heart, Pastor Dave.
1: Oh, you're absolutely spot on. Um, That's just something I've been talking about for for months now. We can't get—people, re- everybody wants revival and just snap their fingers and Holy Spirit turns on. But you're spot on when it, it has to be us getting on our knees and humbling ourselves and seeking the Lord with all our heart, our soul, and our mind and saying, I am sorry, Lord. Put me in the right direction for you. Let me work for your purpose and work for your glory instead of what I've done. Repentance must come and has to come truly in the heart before this great revival starts sparking all over the world.
0: I fully agree. Chris, and your thoughts on that?
1: Uh,
2: I think pastor Dave just said it amazing. Um, my, my journey on this, when I first made border back in 2005, we would pray. We were on the border for, for a month, on both sides of the border. We'd pray. And I was, I was, that was the first time I ever led prayer or even really kind of talked about it. I was raised a Catholic and, you know, the crew got to be where that's, That we were so bound up by God. We could have died a couple of times. We didn't. And it was like we knew God was with us making that. Take that back 20 years later. And since I've come to his glory, you know, I'm not a pastor. I'm I'm not. I didn't live my life as a pastor. I was a filmmaker and a cowboy, and that's just a different, different light. But to, to speak. And to, to lead people in prayer now when the Holy Spirit hits you and it just takes over the whole room, the whole space, that's supernatural. That's, that's what it means to be blessed. And, and we, we've prayed for God to heal this land, that if we would repent and that we would um, turn away from evil, pray and seek His face, that He heal this land. And I, I think with all my soul, Scott, that He's hearing those prayers. Um, what, what happened two weeks ago and how that crowd was and everybody crying together— asking God to heal this land, and we claimed that land down there, we claimed it in the name of Jesus, it's 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 a force, and it's a building force.
0: It's, it, it's, it's a tsunami. It. It's a tsunami. It's really Bally. moving through our country. Pastor yes. David, your ministry and, 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 and my ministry do was, approach things in a very similar vein, which is which, what I call knowledge and faith. So I know that you, as much as I do, use current events, right. politics, the current issue, and you bring that scriptural and faith context within it. I think that's a lot of... I think it's powerful. I think it's what's been missing at the pulpit. I think it's what takes us back to the origins of our nation. Because when we look at the the Black Robe Regiment and before even the origin, the pulpit, as it was in the early 1700s, that was a lot of the fire and brimstone was talking openly about politics and, and those ministered, those sermons that were given to talk about tyranny. How do you see that? And do you see that growing across the ministries in the country?
1: I do, because people are now identifying with what we've been through in the last three years of lies, uh, fake news, fake pastors, fake uh, you know, smoke machines and skinny jeans, and people, they just want truth now. And uh, I didn't come through the path as a normal pastor. I was a, a Marine, and then I was a director of three Fortune 100 companies until I died and went to heaven and saw the Lord. And he said, you're going back to start a ministry. And by His name, His glory, and um, I came in at a different way. And He used, He used me in my life experiences for such a time as this. And he, that's what everybody listening to this today has to take hope in—hope in, hope in Christ—that you have a purpose that God has given to you, was given to you in your life, and your whole past life is all good or bad. And both are for such a time as this. And the only question is, are you going to take action for his namesake? Are you going to be a part of this greatest revival in the history of the world? Or are you going to stay on the fence? Satan owns the fence. It's time for the church to get off the fence
0: and be in, all in on him. Can you give us that story? Because that's pretty powerful. You you died and came back. as. A, I mean, I, I love this. I have, <laughs> I have my own, I have my own oh, version. Oh, by the way. Yes. Go ahead. Chris?
2: No, yeah. I was just saying he, glad, he, Chris. He, it no no just The way you handle that, Pastor Dave. Uh, oh, by the way, I died and went to talk to God. Yeah. And God said, You don't talk to me. This, why don't you expound on that, Pastor Dave? Um, this is why we need to get his book out. We've been, you see, he's working on this book and it's going to be pretty darn awesome. So,
0: well, see, because I, when I, I talk about my story, I, I, it's so involved at times. I just go, Go read, go listen to episode 64 because that's my version of this. <laughs> you know, I literally have to mark an episode to go, Here, just go back and listen to an hour of how this, how I got and God literally broke me, and like I had no choice was pretty profound. Tell us a little bit about this, Pastor Dave.
1: Yeah, so I literally died uh, um, three times. The first time I didn't notice I died, that was Friday the 13th. I actually took, and this is, you know, God's hands on this. I ate some, um, I got botulism toxin. It was in a can of chili. And I ate that chili on 777, which is just God's hand on this. It was called the call. So the first time they tried to take me off the, I was on a ventilator because botulism toxin just completely destroys your central nervous system and and you, and you paralyze all the way down until you can't even breathe. So I had two doc, two young doctors in in the Cleveland clinic. Thank God I was in the Cleveland clinic and they tried to pull the breathing tube off and you could see the panic in their face immediately. And it's one of those points in your life that you'll never forget because you know, I'm done. I'm, 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 I'm dying. The doctors are panicking. So God takes me up into heaven. It was just absolutely magnificent, the feeling. It's like when you feel the Holy Spirit, at times a gazillion on you, just the love, the peace, the joy. He takes me up to this beautiful heaven, and I see these beautiful colors. I hear this beautiful music. I see dimensionality that you don't see here on the earth, and just this overwhelming love and peace. And then I see all these mahogany pictures, these gorgeous pictures of me from when I was just born all the way up to that current age at the time was 39. And I later asked the Lord, well, what were those pictures about? Because those pictures were never taken on earth. And he said, my son, that was in my perfect heaven. You, there's no more sin. There was no sin in those pictures. But your report card was empty. You didn't do anything for me. And that's why he brought me back. So he brought me back the first time. I'm in I'm in the ICU, and the, the, the doctors are just like, oh, we got him back. We got him back. As I'm saying that, I I prayed to the Lord, I prayed to the Father. I said, "Lord, I I just experienced heaven. I'm hearing your voice now. I want to see Jesus because I didn't see Jesus was when I was in heaven." I couldn't even get that prayer out of my mouth, and there Jesus was at the end of my ICU bed just glowing like in the book of Revelation. Just this beautiful glow, and there was just this overwhelming love, joy, peace. He didn't say a word, but he had these fiery blue eyes that just were so penetrating. And he just glowed of white. It was just a white light. And I just got that sense of peace. And then uh, I started rehabbing uh, in the ICU. I had everything go wrong. I had a problem with a heart. I had uh, woke up in the middle of a surgery of, of, of five stomach surgeries, woke up in the middle of one of those. I had pneumonia, collapsed lung, take one step for, for uh, forward, two steps back, and then they try to do it again. So they got 30 of the top Cleveland Clinic doctors this time to make sure that they can get me off this breathing tube. And as soon as they pulled the plug again, it went immediately bad. And I was up over the doctors looking at them in this room and I could see the panic on their face. They were going, come back, come back, come back, come back. And I said to the Lord, I said, "Why are they panicking? I feel great. I, I'm in your perfect love, your agape love." And and He said at that time, He said, "My son, I got you. You're going to go back for my purpose and my glory." And immediately came back. They rescued. I came back uh, back in. They stabilized me. And then a long story. They weaned me off, and gradually I rehab, learn how to walk and talk and eat again. And And that whole thing, that period of rehab, he was coaching me up on how he wanted me to start the ministry of his glory because he knew me. If he would have just let me back and be healed immediately, I'm, I'm a type A personality, I would have went back to the corporate world in a, in, a, in a moment's notice. But he did it perfectly so that I had to rely on him through pain and and fatigue every single day to get through every day just so I could be trained up for his purpose and his glory and to launch this ministry by his name. And And uh, he's, he's led us every step of the way.
0: And that's a fantastic story. I love those. When you're it's it's it is truly a, a moment in time when so many of your people are being called. Are you familiar with uh Sawyer aka Sawman? He's a, he was a Navy SEAL, I yeah. believe.
1: Right. Yes, I am. Okay, yeah. so
0: um he just did a testimony today on that I came across. I'm not saying it was done today, I should say I came across it today, but it's pretty recent, talking about the awakening within the special operations community. And I'm seeing this a lot. A lot of guys I know that I've worked with that are coming to this realization, it's like they're having these encounters, literally powerful moments of just sudden awakening to go. This is why I'm here, which is really an amazing uh, moment in time. And I don't. Are you seeing a lot of that as well, Pastor Dave or Chris? Oh, I, I am. I, I look for them because I'm. I'm I, I watch
1: the the near death or experiences to hell as well because that's showing us a lot about you know if heaven's real then obviously hell is real and how the lord's giving people chances that went to hell and are coming back and then give their life to christ so many of these not just in as we mentioned earlier in muslim countries but all over the world signs and wonders like no other time in the history of the world just like the Joel 2 uh, prophecy said in the in the day of the lord that these would these these events would happen and they're happening more frequently and more frequently and they're so real that it takes the least likely people like me I'm the least likely person on the face of the earth to be a pastor. I was a Marine and uh, a director of three Fortune 100 companies. If, if somebody was said you would be a pastor someday, nobody would have ever believed that. But God is using the least likely, I call it the land of misfit toys. We're all for this time. We're a remnant for his purpose and his glory. And, they, and we, we're, we're seeing the truth. And that truth is coming all over the world. And it's real. It's not fake. And people are are all in.
0: They really are. Chris, what are you seeing? Because and, and, you're doing a lot of the film part of this, too. So you're seeing kind of a different, I, I would say, having done a lot of film myself, we you get to see things at a more refined level because you're looking at that individual clips. You're getting to get the intimacy with the interviews. What are you seeing?
2: Well, the disconnect is where people are really at and where the media would like you to think they're all at. I, I'm still amazed when I pick up camera and ask somebody, you know, so... Just what do you think about this? And the wisdom and the knowledge is there. And there's a growing, growing, growing percentage of people that get it. It's not just that they know things aren't right, but they're starting to connect the dots. And that makes me feel just incredibly hopeful for the future. Um, and I think you're seeing a schism in this country between those that that want to put their heads in the sand or are just too unaware and are being dragged to the dark side without them knowing it. And those that are saying, "I love the light. I feel the light, and oh, it's coming from God." I mean, one thing about about our ministry, you know, it's, it's it's easy. It's because like when your ministry is is led by a guy that's a marine and like a former quarterback, it's kind of like how the company goes. So it's like he's got his halfbacks, he's got his guys walking for him, he's got his guys going downfield. Um, you get to you 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 get to take ministry to people on a whole other level. Like I said to Dave, I mean, like Dave said earlier, not just, we don't have a, a brick and mortar church, but it's because God is, is working to lift these folks up and all we're doing is just giving the spark. And they see Dave, they, they, they see us walking around and like, I want, I want that light like those guys. They're not worried about COVID. They're not worried about the vaccine. And they just, they just have this, this solid happiness about them. What is that? And that's, when you've got Jesus walking with you and you got a part of the Holy Spirit carrying you out through the day. And I, I think that that is, that is what is just catching fire across the country.
0: I completely agree. There is a powerful awakening happening, and I think this is, is very inspiring to see. One of the things I, I'm... And just get both your comments on the, that I've noticed, and now I, I will be very honest, and I, I will oh, I always say I don't apologize for the harshness in which I approached this vaccine when it came out. And part of that came from the fact that I had been inside some of the government labs before it rolled out, and I knew what was coming. It was, it was horrible. And so my comment was often, in the offense to some, that if you're choosing the vaccine, you are choosing salvation from a needle rather than salvation in Christ. We've seen a schism, though, along that line. We've seen a separation of those that have migrated that way in fear. And so a lot of where God's put on my heart is come back. Now, and I've even, we've pivoted massively in our whole ministry, which is we fought one fight. That was a battle. We did everything we could to keep them from making that step. Now we pivot. We pray in, we we pray for healing, and we ask people to come in and seek repentance for that choice. Pastor David, what's your position on that?
1: Uh, that's exactly spot on. You know, you try to warn people uh, the, the dangers of that. You can see how the book of Revelation is going to play out because how quick people just bended a knee to to take this mark, to take this jab, to save a life or save your job or your house or whatever. Um, But now that that's happened, many of them did it because there was a, a, a huge pressure on them. And the church really has to come back to these people and say, in love, lift them up and show them ways to cleanse that out of their system. But also lift them up in love because love is what, at the end of the day, conquers. We cannot be hypocritical and point fingers and say, "I told you so." I told you so. You're, you're, you're sinning differently than me. No, we need to. Be, we need to be. We need to show the love of Christ because we're all work in progress, and we need to lift these people up in love and say, "Jesus gives us all second chances. Here's a second chance. Christ is here for you."
0: I always like to highlight this. I mean, when we talk, but I'm going to highlight it here. And just so the audience hears this, this is Pastor Day, former Marine, who would have charged a hill literally fearlessly and is now understanding. I mean, he preaches the the gospel, and it's wonderful because i I mean, my own background. I laugh at myself sometimes, Pastor Day. I'm like, I'm literally like out here wielding the sword of love where before you were like, I got another, I got another mission for you. That's <laughs> no, fantastic. I and mean, this is really the transformation we're seeing in the ranks of the warriors and what is so profound. I go back to Sawyer and Craig Sawyer. I mean, this morning, just this powerful message is just like, this is love, because they're seeing that the the true obedience is not to the government, but it's to the king. And when we start to understand that and see that shift, it is the most intense, and I say, it, God is lifting up the most intense army ever imagined on the face of the earth, because it's people that have been lit with the fire of righteousness and understand truly what it is to, oh, they've already gone through those fires of self-sacrifice. And you're like, here we are again now, but we're doing it for the right purposes. Your thoughts, Pastor Dave? Yeah, yeah, I I absolutely agree. This is—it's
1: an exciting time that God is bringing His remnant together, and you can see those Holy Spirit experiences too. Uh, It's just supernatural every week. I'm being connected. In lightning speed with other like-minded people to keep this, 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 as you called it, uh, Scott, an army. The army of God is getting stronger and stronger and stronger and fearless because we know our King of Kings and Lord of Hosts is the true King, and we worship Him and no one else. And He, he, he is full of love. He's full of second chances.
0: And, oh, by the way, He also walks on water. <laughs> That's so well said. Chris, talk to us a little bit about the release of the film and what we can expect.
2: Well, we're still working on the reads of the film. It'll be out this spring. Um, I think you might see one or two music videos with maybe uh, Forgiato Blow and Jimmy Levy uh, promoing it ahead of time. Um, All I can say, when The War of Truth comes out, please see it and then tell your friends. Because uh, enough people see this movie will shift the direction of the country.
0: And where is the best place to keep in track with that and also to link in with the ministry?
2: Well, actually, we're going to be talking to you about that, Scott, because we want what we learned from the last movie was when you have it on one platform, it's easier to get hacked and shut down. Mm-hmm. So we're we're still in the planning on the release, but we want to come out on as many platforms with as many um, brothers and sisters in Christ like you that we can. So. We're still putting that together so you, we'll probably be talking to you about something else in a few weeks
0: That'd be great I mean we have a, we developed a uh, we've got our own servers and we have also developed our own site we even have a social media site on our site so it'd be great to start getting information we can open up a, a group on this to start talking about it and start getting that spread and then what I would love to do, is talk about as it comes out, we can also show it at Bards Fest. We're going to have a late spring and a fall Bards Fest. So one, one in there, we could show it there. If that's okay with you guys, we'd love to show it.
2: No, that sounds cool. And, and, and Pastor Dave, and I'm talking about doing this, like when we're ready to go, we want, he, Pastor Dave calls it a war cabinet, is what he wanted to do. And what you just said is one of the reasons why you were already on our list for the war cabinet, because we knew your mind would start going like that. <laughs> it's, a, it's just a time to come together. we got to start. Oh yeah, Start. yeah.
0: We have to, we have to defeat this evil with truth, and it's the yeah. easiest one is truth. Pastor Dave, and, and the ministries website URL. Where, where do we go?
1: We're w we're wwwhisglory.me. That will be all of our uh, programming. We go around the clock on that programming, and then we have wwwhisglory.tv. Which is for our music, our movies, our documentaries. Uh, uh, stream. We stream all of President Trump's rallies from there, live stream. So, he, and Trump Central's there as well.
0: That's fantastic.
2: Look, I, I'd really love it if, if everybody could come to to HisGlory.tv now. Go watch Capital Punishment, the first movie, for free. That'll that'll get you in the right space for when the sequel comes out.
0: That's awesome. Thank you, Pastor Dave. We always close with a prayer, and I'd be honored today if you lead the prayer. Absolutely. Heavenly
1: Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your son. We thank you for your wisdom. We pray for more wisdom and discernment to each and every person listening to this today. We we pray, Lord, that you touch their heart to know for such a time as this, you have a purpose for them, a purpose that can change the world, to bring in the billion soul harvest. Lord, touch them, seek them. And let this, let the family that's listening to this know today that it starts with repentance. We got to get on our knees. We got to clean our house at our our own level. We have to get on our knees and say, Lord, I'm I'm sorry. I repent of my sins. I need to get back with You, and Your way is the only way. You are the way, the truth, and the life. And I am all in, and I'm a reporting to duty, sir. In Jesus' name,
0: Amen. And Father, I just want to thank you for this time we've had today. Just uh, an amazing conversation. Just asking you to continue to provide them all the resources and blessings for his glory and this new film to really, literally use this as a mechanism to break into some of the hardened hearts, to awaken them to the glory of Christ, and to just lead them in that way that we are bringing back the body of Christ as one, re- returning those lost souls into the into you and the kingdom, to guide us all in this mission, to lift us up, and to prote- continue to protect us in all that we do. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name, amen.
2: Amen. And Holy Father, we know that you have not given us a spirit of fear, but the power of love, Holy Spirit, and sound mind. Lord, lift us up, fill us with the Holy Spirit, that we may do supernatural, supernatural blessed things for your glory. Father, in your name, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.
0: Amen. Gentlemen, thank you. It's awesome. Pastor Dave, great to catch up. It's been too long. It really has. It has. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, we'll stay in touch and just keep me in touch with the film. I really want to help you get that out as any way we can. Okay?
1: Be well, buddy. God All right. bless, Scott.
0: All right. God bless, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. God bless. God bless. Well, Patriots, that was uh, Pastor Dave Scartland and Chris Burgard with His Glory Ministries. This new film is uh, going to be something else, and it's going to be another element in helping wake people up. So we'll be part of getting that released. Encourage you to go over and check out His Glory. They do great work, and they're doing a lot of good work, and it's just another connection in building the body of Christ and its strength. So, Patriots, remember to continue to pass around the Give, Send, Go link, and as we continue to build out Bar's Nation ministry, which is fantastic, appreciate everybody being here tonight. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time in this place for just such a time as this. We're at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I will see you tomorrow morning for Bended Knee. Until then or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now.
3: Oh, I want to feel something. I just want to breathe again. Dive into the deepest. Dead. Oh, I want to feel something. Let me get back in.